Everybody. Thank you. Thank you for having me, bro. I appreciate being here. You already know. Everything is everything. Nonetheless, uh, you wanted to talk about a topic today, which I gave you a list of the topics that we were going to be in the air. That we I actually did nominate CM Punk. There's a lot of things about this guy I really, really admire and I like. So we're going to jump right into it. But first of all, I want to give a special thank you to the opportunity to make my podcast on top of the podcast. So we really give you guys thank you and much love and admiration for people like me to make our podcast at home for a full time. So we thank you. And if you guys want to make your own podcast, download the app. Uh, Google Play, Play or iTunes Store, or you can go on www.anchor.xl. Shout out to Anchor. Yes, sir. Um, so we're going to jump into it. Today's episode is all about the life of Korean origins. And I guess I guess I guess I'm going first. You know, you try to catch up with the soul by the left. See a the film. Born in Chicago, Illinois. What is one of the growing up that you love for everyone? What did it say? Straight Nothing else. Sweet, sweet. And he transformed that to his persona, to his lifestyle, to his career as a wrestler. The CM Punk, CM Punk was before was being as as that. He was before the tag team in the Indies. That's how he that's got, how got to CM Punk. Punk. His definition transitioned over to a different perspective, different meeting when when he was as you see on documentary network He started early. He started at the high school. He went, he went and he put the family in the field. No, not the point. Not the point, folks. No, he was among the first doing along with Okabana and Chris Hero to be training. Training. And he started his own thing. Wait, wait, hold on. He started his own dad wrestling company. Right. Before, before and he and then brother stole, stole his money, his company's money, and ran, and ran off with it. 
Yeah, 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 pretty much sunk his little sailboat as far as starting his own creation, his own branding mm-hmm. in the wrestling world. Yep. I mean, there's been, and every every road to success, there's trial and tribulations. It's about how you conquer those. You know how you everybody falls down, but how do you get up? And and see, Punk's case, he just took the reins and ran with it. Anytime that he got a little bit of recognition, he he took it a next step further. And one of the things I loved about him is that straight edge movement. I mean, he was a jerk for the way he played it. You know, I'm better than you guys. But if you look at the message, look, I'm doing this clean. So to bring that straight into the ring, that gives people something to look forward to. I can do this without under the influence. Yeah, I get yeah. from your point of view. Um, because um, of this, well, we all back. We all got to be on the backyard wrestling type of folks, right? <laughs> Definitely. I did. I, I did. From the, from the, the top of the roof of well, my old hotel, Common Hill Ave, I used to do the little fine out of the we had a, 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 a wrestling click in my neighborhood, too, the CWA, the Center Street Alliance. Was the center seat wrestling, man? We had some pretty wild backyard stories. My God, jumping off, of- jumping off a porch, hanging off, hanging off a second windows, elbow drops through tables. <laughs> Shout out to Primal Rage <laughs> and Boner, mental illness. Don't forget that was one of the. Yeah. Don't forget the yeah, I was like, I was like, out. I remember, I remember, I my neighbor, my neighbor, clothesline, some girl, girl, my port, my port. Oh, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, yo, yo, I know she, I know she, yeah, see, yeah, has gone the rhythm, the noise, the king of the king of the as they were trying to say, 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 some of his matches with Tarot were great, like irrefutable. But those, but those matches with Samoa Joe, man, those are like legendary matches. Those are what really propelled him in his career. I think to like better himself as a person, he already had the momentum with the fans. You can connect with the fans. Once you connect with the fans, you instantly have it. But now you have to connect with the other wrestlers. And their chemistry in the ring, it doesn't even look like they practiced. It looks like these two knew what they wanted to do and how they wanted to execute, and then they executed to perfection. It's definitely the chemistry yeah. that they have between the two of them. Same way, Same way. Perfect, example. perfect example. I'm taking versus Shawn versus Their chemistry. Their chemistry. Shawn goes Shawn goes The Rock. The Rock. Perfect. Perfect chemistry. Perfect. Triple H, Triple H, Foley. Foley. 
brutal, 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 brutal chemistry made made that made those matches for them more more people to watch. And now you're rooting for his for his But this is what he can do, and he just has to get right. So so. He's getting, he's getting, he's getting on the rock and carrying ring of honor. He's getting on these titles, titles, and we all, and we all, get that feeling when it comes to the company. You know, you're gonna know your man or someone else. Someone else. At that time, at that time, what other, what other company is going to be out there for him to take on? I mean, there's small companies that he could have jumped in and enjoyed himself much more than he did in WWE, but the WWE is like. The, the plateau of wrestling world, like that's where you want to get to. That's when you're considered top tier. But just because you're in all the lights and you have the glitz and the glamour, like, are you truly happy? You know. And I wouldn't trade my happiness in exchange for money. Not as a a, a career goal. Maybe as a stepping stone. Yeah. But to be here and be miserable, knowing that I can make millions of dollars, knowing that I'm really not enjoying it, I can't get any higher. What more can I do? I mean, you know, if you need to make a comfortable living for yourself, I mean, I get that message, but you really want to be feeding hay in the mouth? No, I don't. But I want to be compensated and at least be able to still grow. I mean, yeah, you can win a, the championship title and be – the heavyweight, but you can lose that, start over, and have to make that journey again. That's the, that's the great thing about wrestling. It fluctuates. It's always up and down. You can be on top of the world today, and everybody hates you tomorrow. Look at Hulk Hogan. Yeah, no comment. That's a topic for another story. No, that thing is still fresh with the whole Edward controversy thing. That that's another story like said, for another that's another topic for another day. You know, people you know, have it all over that day. You know what I mean? It's gonna take a little bit more time to do that. No, right. He's ringing on ringing on goal and goal and he doesn't go into the OBW mental system first. Where he bought him. And that's what he bought him on him if he comes to that. No one has no one has seen him. Call him. Call him. Call him. Someone. 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 Right. CM's wrestling style is really technical. Like, like he said, he took a lot of stuff from the Eddie Guerrero's and the Dane Malenko's and through his body of work, it shows. But you can see what he actually changed and adapted to make his own. Exactly. And that's what it's about. It, learning from the ones that came before you, mastering a craft and ma- putting your own spin to it, making it yours. Evolution. evolution. And um, he goes to the trials and tribulations of being OBW, working on his craft, walking boards, WWE system. 
Right. And then, and then 2006 was was the beginning of the of WCW, WCW revival craze in the uh, in the world. How how WWE had WWE had to back on air. They need a superstar. Superstar. Right. CM Punk CM was the Punk first draft pick for Paul Heyman. He's gonna push he's gonna him, beat 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 Right, right. He has to put it. He has to like Heyman has to show and prove. So I'm bringing in this talent, and I have to show you that this talent is actually worth having in the company. And um, yeah, he goes in to developmental and he gets called up to ECW. He's working his ten years there. The WWE was. It was, it, it, was, it was it was trash. So you know he so was, you know he was to see far to when so when he has a hold he has a hold and then he gets and then he gets his call or smack when he went when he went first but he but went he went and won the championship and and they surprised him because he wasn't that persona five person a war heavyweight war heavyweight champion. When you have Batista, Undertaker, and I guess they gave him more the bowl, the bowl, looking to have a high report. Now looking at him, so they took him off. They took him off. Right, right. Right. He was talking back to Legacy of Radio He's on so he so he is where we should where we should but no way he gets no way he gets back in the He's a two-time, he's a two-time winner, big winner, and he tapped, he tapped, and he tapped, and he tapped, and he beat Jeff Hardy, yep, definitely, with class, too, those are also some decent matches, can't even say decent, those are some, uh, some really good matches. Now, out of those yeah, two, the one matter I actually highly respect of them was Jeff Hardy versus Punk. Jeff Hardy versus Punk. Jeff Hardy So he had to drop so his own drop. Drop. Well, actually, he well, didn't have to challenge him. And if he lost, he lost. Whatever. Some people knew. He was really behind the back then. You can tell. You can tell. And he gets lost in the shuffle. He's, he's, he's been paired with Kofi. He facing I think we're trying to try this happiness, happiness, happiness by having to win, having to win title matches, get more, get more in his belt. His belt. But, but when the win is over, super star, I think they know they, they, what they're going to do. They know how good they are. The comedy don't look. True. 
True. Probably probably them, them, them. Hey, muscle bound. That would get pushed. Push. It would work strong. They can take it. You look at CM Punk. 224 pounds. Skinny fat. You know, you know no, no muscle. Right, right. They, they, they want to buy it. But you look, but at, you the look at the audience. It changed, it changed over the like last 30, 30 years. True. Stop, I mean, stop. we we've had little Rey Mysterio holding the belt. Mm-hmm. And we and never we wanted the cruiserweight ever hold a world championship title like that. No, but he was so well reserved by the audience that why not push him? And you know, you know that was actually what Eddie Guerrero was playing. Right. What kind of more like, like kind of kind of touch you something? I'm happy for happy for Ray. Right, right. I mean, it's a very bittersweet conversation because anytime you bring up Ray, you have to bring up Eddie. Yeah, he had some great matches, WCW days, and LWO. I mean, there's just like you can't. They're inseparable when you talk about the rest of the world, and knowing that CM Punk had ties to the world as well. It just comes full circle. I would, I would actually mention all three of those names of some of the greatest ever. I mean, how I want to say this. We got memorable, memorable matches out of these guys. As we go further into the show, when it comes to the first set of the first set of title rings that I figured how he won. And, okay. and, who, and who was facing, you had to understand why I wasn't so enthusiastic about the wins itself. And what, and what he was trying to do, trying to make them happy with the people on the table. Okay. What led up to him being, him being, you know, frustrated? Um, um, this takes the back to when he had a table. Doing this whole, whole table type of um, approach that he was just... Um, Who's the, who's, the, who's the guy that you see on Sunday mornings or, 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 or like three o'clock in the morning doing those sermons? The little white dude with the curly hair. Oh, uh, Joel Osteen, something like he that. Got, he got, he, yeah, he got he a guy that told you that's how he created the the Straight Society, right. where he took random superstars, was it being utilized, and he paid them with him, him under his spell and stuff like that, and corrupted corrupt. them. And, and as an initiation, you shave your head. Men and female. And WWE didn't like it at first. They went along with it because it drew drew good numbers, but they didn't like it. Sooner or later, they were going to pull them in sooner or later. And one day they did. They came in and told them, yo, we're squashing this whole trade society after I think several months. I think like five or six months. So I remember, I remember those segments. I, I remember the Strange Society segments and stuff like that. And then how he watched right. the Ray Mysterio, so he had to get his head shaved. Hence why he yeah. had a whole head cut the he did later on. And such. Then, then afterwards, after he finished for Strange Society. They didn't know what to do with him. You know what I mean? You know what he, started, he started being like more about right. his approach. And then finally, they partnered her up. And this is the one of the most preferable, best rivalries in WWE history. John Cena, Cena for the world, for the world. Of WWE Championship. But Cena was like super big at that time. He was super big at the company. 
you know, like what, what can I do? I'm I'm up and coming. Like I'm still getting past some hurdles. I'm still hitting that, that wall. Where can I climb to? And then you throw me in the mix with Superman of the WWE at the time. All I can do is put on a good match. We know who Vince has predetermined for that. But here's where the controversy starts happening. And um, we, all know, we all know this. Some of us die rest of us know who the, government, who the Golden Shovel belongs to. I might not be no name, but y'all should not. CM Punk is representing us, people that are sick as high as he is, same people are getting pushed over and over and over again. So with this whole shoot promo that he did, when Dante gets struck through cable, because he was back on the top of the ramp, Miz and Miz, I think, are true wings. He's not telling me to get the microphone. Now I got the time to get some stuff off my chat. Now he's revealing... Um, his uh, contract expired in three weeks. I mean, in the May 2011, I think it was 2011. He does, he does his whole seven minute, minute work, work shoot promo that blurred the line between reality and art. But some of us knew those were real shots. Yeah, yeah, we definitely did. And he, um, he needs Ross Stephanie, he needs Ross Triple H, he needs Ross Vince, of course, Cena, uh, Rock, Hogan. He needs he a lot of people. He like, dropped a lot of bombs. Like, like you guys are the one that kissed Vince man's ass. That's why you got pushed to the move. Why did the hell a part time and let the Rock get a main event slot at WrestleMania? I don't. That's his name. His, his name is so big. But that's what he's expecting millions and millions of dollars. He has the movie audience. Oh, his audience. just to get to the listeners at home that don't know what I'm talking about, research CM Punk Raw June 27, 2011. You'll see what I'm talking about. And listen to that whole entire thing. If you guys don't believe me about what I said, that's on you, but I know I'm speaking the truth. He tells you himself. He then they cut off his microphone at the very end where he's going to do this anti-bullying campaign. He's going to say, Vince me is the biggest bully in the universe. And you want to know why? See me, baby. And then the mic goes off. Now, now people, people in the back are sitting in the pitch. Official. Record. They're like, what the hell's happening? What's, what's going on? What's this? Vince is backstage having a mental breakdown. He doesn't know what to do. What can he do right now? Shut off the mic. The it goes to show you that. But the following week, he does the same thing. Right. I'm leaving with the WWE champion. My sign in my contract, I am out. I am done. I, 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 I go build, defend the belt. You just can't pro wrestling. Maybe I might go back to the ring of honor and defend it. Maybe I might go to the team. Yeah. So, so as this storyline, story real life issue goes on, frustration still builds. They come to money money the money to make. Now, he finds an for 48 hours. So, so he can he work the match and figure out what he's going to do after to get the belt off him and stuff, and stuff like that. So, he so finds he that. that. He comes he out with the match. Classic, classic match, by the way, five stars. And he wins at the end. Right. He skates to the crowd. 
Right, bye bye. Runs, runs out the door. Now, now the next, the next day, day of, uh, Vince is trying to address the situation, and, and um, um, Triple and um, Triple H comes out and says something about his, his difficulty to do his duty. So he's been promoted. So he's been sent home, and he's taking over the show. Which is the continuation of the CM Punk in the modern WWE and the rivalry and stuff like that. So, so nonetheless, it just keeps continuing. Um, during the business, business they kind of knew what happened with Cambridge and what tournament that night. Ray Mysterio wins. Then he defended against John. He loses. Who comes out a week later? Um, CM Punk comes out maybe like two weeks later. Holding his belt. So now we have two world heavyweight champions that need to be defended about. Was the at the SummerSlam 2011? John Cena versus CM Punk. Triple H was especially was special referee. It's trying to sustain order. Now during the end of that match, he hits the GCS. He pins him, but John Cena's leg was on the ropes. One, two, three. Triple H didn't see it. Still counts him. CM Punk wins. He's still celebrating the ring. Blah blah blah. And take a little bit longer than expected. Normally for main events like that, after certain celebrations, they cut it off. But this kept continuing. Then you hear a loud roar coming from the crowd. Kevin Nash comes out. Dude, through the crowd. That led power bomb with him. Boom. He walks. He gets kicked out of the ring. Triple H is walking down the ring like, what the fuck happened? Like, he didn't know what the hell was really going on. Alberto Carrillo, I mean, Alberto Rio comes out. Cashes in his money in the bank. And BC and Punk over the belt. So, so they, they took it off. Right. Stripped him. Now, this, this is when he resigns to stay for another few years. years. But as time goes on, it starts to work. I'm not going to get into this whole CM Punk, Triple H, and Kevin Nash thing. Y'all can look it up on YouTube. They have a whole episode about that, trust me. We're going to just talk about what it led on to him. Um, the schedule, him, him being missing on WWE Dockers, and the crappy booking that has happened. Now, the one thing I can remember was he had a meeting with Vincent Triple H about his wrestling Undertaker, and he frustrated the Vince about, oh, why am I an old man? I don't think that anyone would like to go along and have a kind of fast way. Yeah. Which is why I said when you look at the whole Kevin Nash, CM Punk, and Triple H little storyline on YouTube, you'll find out about what I said. It was like the office in the office. So the ring in the office. He missed out on about this. And him being held to pay for his royalties. Which is why I quit in 2014. Right. That's enough for any man to quit. And, and sad, he got, got fired, fired. Hey, hey, on his, on his, his wedding day. Talk about oh, a bad day to get fired, right? Oh. But a few days earlier, 
but a few days earlier, he re- he requested that he receives his royalties and then and then we'll talk and then he gets hit with that. That's kind of like Vince doing the Canadian screw job. You mean Montreal? You mean Montreal screw job? Montreal's in Canada. But that's what it. But that's what they dub as Montreal screw job. You can't call that's it a screw job. That's more of a maneuver name. Series of events that dubs. Like, um, I haven't like technically been a wrestling fan for like over twenty years, so you know. Right, which is why I said. Right, uh, which is why I said that. You know, what I mean, I had to you know do that real quick because people would be like, "What?" Like, see, just surprised this fucking guy. Certain people who might not know the whole extensive history and, and what the term is and what the title could be about that certain event, like uh, Black Saturday. Um, the plane ride, the plane ride from hell. The ECW, the ECW, the ECW crucifixion. Raven, Raven, that's dumb. That's dumb like a name. For people that bring it up, for people that bring it up, they'll remember that whole event by heart. People will walk so, and people will walk, and people will will remember why CM Punk walked out. Yeah, and Val's never, never wrestle ever again. But you know, certain rumors start coming around years later, all this other stuff, and then he starts and appearing in indie shows, and he just wears, and he just wears the mask. He wears all black stuff, but he doesn't mask himself. And then he unmasks himself. Boom! He gets a loud pop from an indie show somewhere in Wisconsin. Now, rumor has it. Now, rumor has it that he could be potentially returning to wrestling. But he's bucking all rumors from WWE and AEW. Until you see him. Until you see him on the debut edition of WWE Backstage, whatever that show is. That's on the debut show. As the debut show, he has him on it. So now it's like. Well, he's now like, Fox. well, he's working for Fox at FS1, but he's not working for WWE. But he's close to it. But he's close to it. Yeah, people are thinking in the back of their head, oh, not. he's just sooner or later. Right. Fine. But that's not the case. But that's not the okay. case. Now, Vince, a, now, Vince mm-hmm. recently said in an interview that he, he wouldn't, he would have, he, he wouldn't have him back because he has too much issues. See, from a 74 year old man saying this, but one of the former employees that they do the system and you already classify it as something, yeah, it does, it really does. does. You know, so you know, so that's pretty much that's pretty much um, the trial tribulation and career of CM Punk. Right now, he's still in Chicago. Still married to AJ um, Lee. Doing, you know, um, he's doing, you know, appearances, you know, doing that Q and A. I don't think he's really done any, stuff. I don't think he really done any like interviews with people as of right now or anything wrestling related. So only right now, only time will tell about what his next move is. Yeah. He did have a short he did have a short MMA career by he the way. He lost He lost two bouts and then they already like pull the plug so there's nothing really else. So there's nothing really else to really talk about. He wasn't. A See that I didn't know. I didn't know he had an MMA stint. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had MMA stand, but he lost both fights. And that's when they pulled the plug on. That was pretty much. That was pretty much. 
life and career of wrestling <laughs> and mixed martial arts fighting. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Nice. But his most oh, notable but his most notable rivalries were John Cena and Triple H. Yeah. yeah. Go the way to the year and say he had great rivalries with. Oh, wait, excuse me. I forgot. God damn it. God damn it. Um, Jeff Hardy in a. Jeff Hardy in a. For a short period of time. I totally yeah. forgot about the other tickets. Because I was going to say that rivalry he had with Jeff, that was pretty. That was pretty yeah. nice. But uh, anytime, I, I I think it's him. Automatically go to Samoa Joe. Oh, you talking about that rivalry with them? It was an hour long. It was an hour long ties. I was half on ties. I think they did the Iron Man match. That was a real. Yeah, that was a real honor back then. Now we go to. Now we go to a whole different system. Like you got to you have a format that you gotta go through. You know what I mean? A whole new format you have to use. Otherwise, it'd be like, Otherwise, it'd be like yo, oh, here, what would you get into the back? Oh, why did you do this? Why did you do that? Da, da, da. People want to change. People want to change. People want to change in direction and direction in wrestling. It's not about the muscle heads anymore. It's about your performance in the ring and getting over with the crowd as being yourself. Yeah. If you can draw numbers and people like you and they pay attention to you, I think that should speak for something. Mm-hmm. I say something. Thank you. So, thank Philip you, Philip Brooks, aka CM Punk, for giving us something that. Something that us Dia fans been listening, been wanting for a while. This is what became the birth of AEW. Get us that alternative wrestling with alternative characters that we've never seen before, but they bring in something and we can get guys. Naturally, it'll get not just forced on like Roman Reigns, Rollins, and a bunch of other players. I don't want to name a WWE that they try to force feed us now. And they handpicked their chosen champion. Yeah. So, no just with the Brian, but you about to drop that bell by putting the bank against um, Bray Wyatt. <laughs> I always feel like the fans should choose. The fans should choose who they want their champion to be. Listen, their whole model is we that we listen to our fans. When have the fuck have you been listening to us for the past ten years? Yeah, it's two thousand twenty. So it's 2020. So what I'm talking about, I'm talking about yeah, like this time period that we talk about, 2010, 2011, when CM Punk was in there and he was making his perspective about you know the change and shit like that about the, the way the the wrestling direction is, is supposed to go. Um, you know, like all these handpicked favorites have been picked and pushed. And moved. People like him got to work twice as hard and go through all the problems just to get there and know it. Or you book them wrong to be bad. Right, right. So, right, right. They have to realize that. They have to realize that aspect. You have to think about longevity. When I think they've been doing, but they lost the ball when it came to these new generation of superstars. That's when. That's when. The problem started happening. Yeah. You're right. I know if you're feeling. I know if you're feeling like me with the whole Roman Reigns situation, force. 
fucking fat. Like, you shit and then you might as well just deal with it. Deal with it. And deal with it, you shall until we get used to it. You want to eat something right. I just want to thank him for all the overwhelming matches, the feelings, the emotions, the raw, the reality. Thank you for setting the tone for people that don't feel like they want to stay to WWE. They can request a release, or they can walk, or they can get terminated on some uncrazy circumstances, or they just let the contract run out and don't be trying to walk out the door. They go find an opportunity that you know that you know that you can get over it and be compensated. Here's what we do in life. You don't like a job. You don't like a job. What do you do? You're going to lose. Do research, you're gonna do what you have to do. Well, Keith, if you get that position, you're gonna slowly transition in. Right. When your job's in mistreating you and they're not taking care of you the way they should be, you know, you find that upgrade where you can be happy mm-hmm. and not feel like you're forced to be stuck in the middle. Like nobody wants to work a dead end career for the rest of their life. Everybody wants to feel like they can always move forward. There's always gonna be progression. And when you put that cap on me and you won't let me reach my ceiling, or anytime I reach my ceiling, you won't let me bust through. It's like, what good am I here? So for setting that tone and letting people know that, you know, you can leave. It's okay to leave because you don't feel valued. You know, I, I love that whole idea. Puts things into perspective. all he got to say about that, folks. And, um, that's going to be the end of the show. For Wise one. Wise one. This, this was your idea. I appreciate you bringing the concept up and then, you know, wanting to talk out what you want to talk about and how you felt and, you know, digging to you a recent what you really think about CM Punk now as a human being. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you for Anchor for allowing us to be here, giving us a platform to do this, you know. Um, you already know, so basically we're about to be out and, you know, you're going to be here at a new episode hey, much later on today as we cover the dark side of the, side of the ring, the Jimmy Snooker 1983 murder of Angela. Yeah, my paper's not in front of me right now, folks, so stay with me. But I'm going to cover that story, the Jimmy Snooker story. And um, how you got 30 years later, it's still an unsolved mystery. So we should have the whole crew with us later Baby on today. Maybe why he is popping back. So then, so then, this is the content carbon 19 situation. Wash your hands, wash your eyes, put on a face mask, hands, 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 all the other things. Stay far away from my damn crew. I need them all for my shows. I know, I can't be, you know, losing people more like that. And that's the one beloved talk show host once told me, once told you, once told millions of American people worldwide. Once that, take care of yourself, each other.